0: Second String Podcast. Welcome back. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. Um, what's the day today? October thirteenth, two thousand twenty-one. Hope everyone's week's off to a nice start. Bum ba bum 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 Bum, bum no bum dun dun na 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 The name's Bond. James Bond. <laughs> so I've been you. Saw the new Bond movie. If you couldn't guess, I saw the new Bond movie this past weekend. I'm not here to talk about the Bond movie. Um, I won't spoil anything, or at least I'll, I don't intend to. Good movie, though. Entertaining. Great theater movie. I haven't been to the theater. I saw that M. Night Shyamalan movie, old. Last time I've been to the theater. Before that, it was pre-COVID. Fun time going to the theater. I'll tell you what, old. That first movie I saw in the theater was, it was okay. It was whatever, like... Most movies for me, there are people that if the movie's not above like a seven out of 10, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I wasted my time watching that more movie snobby, which if that's you, whatever, everyone's got their own thing. For me, 98% of movies I've seen in my life, I come away with a reaction of like, all right, that was fun. I enjoyed watching that. Very, 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 very difficult. For me to watch a movie and either A, want to leave slash turn it off halfway through, or B, I get to the end and I'm like, ah, that was just not good. That was not entertaining. I didn't have fun. I wish I'd spent the last two hours doing something else. Very, 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 very rarely does that happen, I must say. Um, Anyway, I say that just because I know there are people out there that old, that Shyamalan movie are like, this fucking sucked. I thought it was fine. Interesting concept. I thought it was entertaining. Either way, No Time to Die, way better. Way better. I mean, the budget's better. It's fucking James Bond, obviously. I love Daniel Craig. Who doesn't? I I love James Bond. Who doesn't? I mean, the concept of James Bond, the the fucking pomp and the circumstance of James Bond. You have the theme song and the orchestra music. Everybody's dressed to the nines somehow. Every scene in the movie, we're catching these characters at a time of their life where they just look fucking incredible. Um, There's action, shit's blowing up. There's cheeky remarks, right? Witty one-liners. There's all kinds of good guys, bad guys, you name it. Plot twist this, plot twist that, right? There's love, there's sex, there's romance, there's James Bond. Great theater movie too. Like those theme song movies. Like, I'd throw Pirates in the Caribbean in there, Star Wars, um, Harry Potter, for sure, another one. Any movie that has a big-time, but just big-time song, and I'm not saying soundtrack movies because they're great soundtrack movies, but, like, they have the orchestra, the arrangement with their own theme. When you know, like, that James Bond theme hits worlds different sitting in a theater with big ass speakers and a big TV, right? It's worlds different there than it does in my family room where like, I can't take the volume above 40. Otherwise it might be a little loud and my parents are going to yell at me. Right. They way different. I could watch this movie in my family room. I could have the volume at 40. I could do it. And I'd walk away saying, all right, that was a good time. I like James Bond, but it amplifies it. it you can't even quantify the the enhanced experience at a movie theater, big screen, people like the reactions of a movie theater. Although I went with a couple friends, other than us three, it felt like the theater <laughs> felt like the theater was kind of just like I don't know, not that interested. At least from my perspective, things would happen like there'd be a plot twist or a funny line, and we'd laugh or give a oh like a gasp kind of thing. We'd react essentially. We'd react. We'd show we're invested. We're interested, like James Bond does something sweet. We'll give a fucking clap or something. Um, nobody else seemed to be having any of it. Nobody, I mean, we didn't get yelled at, but nobody else that I saw came close to letting out any sense of outward emotion towards the film. Maybe that's just, I don't know, Detroit. Maybe we're just not that in the movies here. I'm not sure what it was. Um, I don't know who goes to see James Bond on a Friday night and isn't all in. On just having a great time isn't all in on the movie experience isn't all in on the fact that you're about to see james bond on opening weekend on a friday night like how are you not ready to just fucking like clap in a movie theater or laugh at a joke that's one of those times it's like when you go to stand up when you're going out on the town and you're gonna go see a comic perform live like when you watch shit on tv maybe it's kind of funny but you don't laugh you're or you give a ha huh one of those <laughs> um but when you go in the town you dress nice maybe you have a couple cocktails you hit the town you buy a ticket those jokes that stand up the person in real life could be delivering jokes that are like 4 out of 10 but you're in the moment like you bought the ticket you've gone to stand up you want to laugh you want this person to be funny even if they're not that funny like you're probably going to just laugh anyway and pretend like they're funny right Movie, I'm looking at it the same way. If you watch James Bond on your couch three months from now where it's been out, all right, maybe you don't laugh at a couple of the Bond one-liners. Maybe you're not as reactive to the plot twists or Bond doing cool shit. Fine. If you're going to go on opening weekend, like you're setting up, okay, my Friday night is going to be seeing James Bond in a theater. I'd imagine like you're going to the theater for a reason there, right? You're going to the theater on opening weekend because – Either A, you love James Bond and you just can't wait, or B, you like seeing movies in theaters and you know James Bond is perfectly made for a theater. Like you, I'd imagine, or I would assume, I don't fucking know, I guess, if you're going out on a theater on a weekend night, on opening night or opening weekend, how are you not going with the mindset of like, let's just have a time? If the joke's not that funny, guess what? I'm going to fucking, I'm going to laugh anyway. If the explosion or the stunt's not that cool, I'm going to gasp anyway, right? If if the plot twist isn't that crazy, maybe it's a little predictable, I, I'm going to be shocked anyway, right? At the end of the movie, I don't care. I'm going to clap anyway. I'm going to see Bond opening weekend on a Friday night. bought my tickets in advance but you're going to just go and be a dead fish in the crowd. I was kind of surprised, to be honest with you. It was like the three of us having a time, and then everyone else. There were moments where we're like – there were clearly funny jokes. Like not even we're just propping up a four to a seven. Like the joke's an eight, and we're giving it a ten reaction. But nobody else in the crowd, it's like they didn't even hear the joke. And I'm sitting there like, wait, that was funny. And again, when you go to Bond, you know what you're getting. Like you know you're going to get a couple cheesy – remarks you know you're going to get some witty one-liners you know there's going to be a few moments of dialogue where they try to sneak something in there you know that you you got to get up when it comes you better get up for it we were in a crowd of corpses it was kind of a damn shame movie was fun though great theater movie sent me down another wormhole of just like something i thought about the rest of the weekend how great theater movies are i mean every movie is better in a theater i that's probably just a fact I don't but some movies you don't necessarily need to watch in a theater where others if you watch them in a theater they're going to be 10 times better or your impression is going to be 10 times better than if you had watched them on your couch James Bond absolutely being one of those movies I mean it's a movie a long one where you want to strap in turn those phones off baby silence them tell the babysitter all right it's about to start click that thing's off for the movie Right, get your popcorn, take a pee before. Hopefully you're not like me and don't have to take a pee during it. I held up though. It was brutal. It was brutal the last hour of the movie. I was fighting for my life. It was terrible. Um, I mean the movie was good, but I was fighting for my life with my bladder. The, that experience, the war in my intestines and my organs was uncomfortable. But you get to strap in. The speakers are just blasting your eardrums in, right? Probably not the best, but hey, right? I'm, I'm only 24. I'm not thinking about my hearing stop work. Like I'm not thinking about when it quits working. So I was blasting James Bond music, the gun, the explosion, all the noises, all the sound effects are better. The big screen, right? You're in a silent or you're in a theater. So unless people are assholes, it's quiet. You can hear the dialogue. There's no like, oh, You've got a neighbor, so don't, I know they're speaking kind of quietly in this scene, but you can't turn it up because what if something explodes, then you're going to get a complaint. You don't have to worry about any of that made for the theaters, the soundtrack made for the theaters, the sound effects made for the theaters, James Bond, Daniel Craig's face, right? That guy's face is made for the silver screen. Those tuxedos on de armas made for the silver screen made for the silver screen, the budget, the big name actors, just everything about it is a movie. It's why fucking a cinema exists. It's why theaters exist. It's why you go to the theaters. Now, good. Don't get me wrong. There are movies that I'm going to watch in theaters that probably similar at home. Like, uh, that Wes Anderson one's coming out soon. What's it? The French connection. I think it's called. I'm going to go see that in a theater just cause I want to see it instantly. Um, again, I think any movie is just better in a theater like Step Brothers is better in a theater than it is with your friends at your friend's place, but probably close. Like if it's a 97 at your friend's place where you're all hanging out on the couch watching, maybe it's like a 98, 99 in the theater, like not much better. Where James Bond, if you give it, let's say you give it a 90 in the theater, it's probably like a 70 at home, like big, big, big impact made by the theater experience but like that that the french connection wes anderson i'm gonna see that in the theater i could probably watch that at home like wes anderson's movies the ones i've seen are very again probably better in the theater but like i didn't leave the movie or finish the movie thinking oh man kind of wish i just saw that in a theater I, i feel like i lost something not really never had that effect conversely movie like the irishman let's say just a long, epic mafia style movie came out on Netflix. That's how I watched it. I know some theaters actually, I think showed it. But like that movie when I watched it, it was fine. it was whatever. But I left that or finished that being like, damn, I kind of wish I I feel like I would have liked this way more if I had seen it in a theater. You know you know what I'm saying though. there are some movies that are just made to be seen in theaters and then others that, oh well, they'll be better in theaters, but it's cool, like you'll be fine watching them at home. James Bond, again, coming off the hiatus of COVID where nobody's really been seeing shit in theaters. Seeing Bond in theaters, and I haven't seen a Bond in forever. This thing was supposed to come out in March of 2020. Got delayed till now, October 21. No one's seen a Bond in forever. Getting to see Bond in the theater with everything about Bond. Just the ridiculous, like... I don't know what the word fanfare is the best word I can think of. Just the ridiculous things that come along with bond, the music, the lines, the outfits, like the sets, everything just so much better in a theater. It was a great time. Um, But that's not really, I mean, I've been talking about it. Not really what I wanted to talk about today. I want to talk about the movie bond, not the movie necessarily though. I just want to talk about the absurdity, the spectacle that is like the character of James Bond and how much I love it. Yeah, it's cheesy. Yeah, he says shit and then you're like, that's just the corniest line in the world. But I, is it weird that I love it? I love that. I love how James Bond, it's like he's just going to be a sly dog. He's going to say extremely corny things to women, but they'll work. He's always going to be wearing a tux, right? He's never going to be flustered. He will. He will nearly be killed by a grenade four times. He'll act like he got punched in the stomach, get back up and continue on. I love the absurdity of James Bond. It's incredible. It's like my favorite thing about it. It's another thing, like movies. I don't know if there are people out there that are like, oh my God, the writing's corny, like James Bond trying to be funny to that girl, or oh my God, that grenade exploded so close to him. How'd he survive? Where when I look at it, I'm like, Yeah, it's ridiculous, but that's hilarious. That's like an aspect of Bond. It's never taken itself too seriously. It understands this isn't a fucking biopic on a real MI6 agent. It's fucking James Bond, a story, someone, I should know the name of the guy who created it, someone created however many years ago, and they're still just making movies of it. Like it's fucking fiction. Let's remember that. And I like that part about it. So let me take a quick break, drink some water, maybe get my laptop charger. We're running a little low on battery. Um, Then we'll talk about the absurdity of Bond and why I enjoy it. Be right back. Bond. James Bond. (laughs) Um, If you ask me where to start, like what's your favorite thing? Where do you start? I'd say pretty much everything. Like I fucking love the entire character of bond everything about him a he's a absolute badass agent international spy agent whatever you want to call him he can't die which is a great trait for really any superhero well he's not a superhero but any protagonist to have just immortal it would seem um he's extremely witty He's, he just always has the, the, the smoothest thing to say, whether it's kind of a dickhead thing to say if some guy's trying to kill him or whatever, or if he's trying to schmooze a lady, just clever, sly fox, corny type thing. And it always works. <laughs> it always works no matter what he says, no matter how corny, no matter how many times she's heard it before. It always works. Uh, I love the fact that I've never once seen James Bond wearing sweatpants, never seen him wearing shorts. Never seen him in short sleeves, to be honest, or maybe in short sleeves. But I've never seen him where it's like, oh, you look like you just rolled out of bed, James. No, I've you only see him where it's like, damn, James, you got a date because you look fucking incredible. You've never seen James Bond on his B-plus game. The only time they let that fucking record button get pressed and start to roll the film is when he's A-plus. That's the only time. Tuxedos suits even when he's wearing street clothes it's like a sweet leather jacket with just a nice cream shirt underneath you're like damn he's like this guy's not even trying to look good and he looks fucking great he looks so cool too (laughs) like he just always looks cool Hair's always perfect never any blemishes on the face always composed is another thing like this guy's in a gunfight it's him versus 50 bad guys just not worried not concerned not an ounce of concern Never once like, oh, man, this is bad. Never once. Never like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Not scared. Nothing. Always poised. Always in control. Seemingly, once again, it feels like he almost knows he's going to kill all 50 of those bad guys on his own, even though he only has a pistol that holds 12 bullets at a time. He somehow knows he's going to kill all 50 of those guys, hop on like a fucking motorbike, drive across a bunch of roofs pick up his girlfriend and ride off into the sunset and go sailboating in Italy. Almost like he knows that that's going to happen in every adverse scenario he encounters. Um, And then of course, of course, maybe my favorite part. Well, two things, the music, that's not really about the character, but I love the music. And maybe my favorite thing about the character of James Bond is just like his weird traits between all of the names Bond, James Bond, like how he always introduces himself like that, or 007, just that nickname, or 007, License to Kill, like the License to Kill thing, fucking sweet, um, or how he does the vodka martini, shaken, not stirred, I can't even, t- I'm trying to just do any British accent, I, I should, I need to pull up a Daniel Craig video and listen, see if I can get Match it up a little more. I'm just doing any British, but he's got a thousand nicknames that are all cool, each one cooler than the last. A thousand ways of introducing himself. Um, he only drinks his martinis one way, one specific way. He will not drink it if it's shaken. That's just bartenders out there, he just won't do it. So don't even try. Um, I mean, what's not to love? What's not to love? He's a badass. He's witty. He's funny when he needs to be. He's smooth with the ladies. He literally can't die. He's always doing cool shit. It's like in Italy. Next thing you know, he's in fucking Prague. Then he's in the middle of the ocean on some yacht. He's always doing cool shit. Okay. He has cool nickname after cool nickname after cool nickname. He has a license to kill, right? I think 007. I'm not an MI6. I haven't poured through the data. I haven't read through the files. I got to believe and I think. He's the only MI6 agent with a permanent license to kill. I mean, that speaks for itself. 006, hey man, you better fucking call up M. Better call up HQ before you pull that trigger, right? Otherwise, you're losing your badge. You're losing your MI6s. 007, feel free, brother. Just let that thing fly. Don't even double check if they're good or bad. Let that thing fly. Oh, how dare I? How dare I? How dare I? Say that the coolest thing about him might be, or my favorite thing about him might be his nicknames. While I do love them, he drives the sickest fucking car that's ever been created. Honest to God, if you said you could have either the Batmobile or James Bond's Aston Martin. I think I'd take James Bond's Aston Martin for a couple reasons. A, the Batmobile isn't a real car, so that kind of rules it out right off the bat. Um, B, also the Batmobile looks like a tank or something. Like Everybody would be like, what the fuck is that? The Aston Martin, there's nothing. I can't think. What a What a treat it must have been for Aston Martin when Ian Fleming, that's the guy who wrote it, by the way. I looked it up. Not a big deal. Credit to me for researching. When either Ian Fleming or whoever – Created the first movie, called up Aston Martin and say, Hey, we got this movie. I think it's gonna be extremely successful. It might turn into a franchise where we just make them infinitely with new actors. Um, we need a car, we need a cool car, Aston Martin. How do you wanna be? By the way, our character, everything he stands for is class, elegance, sophistication, being a badass, being smooth with the ladies. Pretty much being the fucking man is what he's about. How would you like to be the official car of James Bond? What a deal for Aston Martin. Imagine getting that phone call. I I bet fucking Corvette. I bet General Motors wish they called them up and said, hey, I think Corvette needs to be the official car of James Bond. (laughs) What a deal for Aston Martin. But those cars, the silver, something about the fact that they're silver is so clean, is so clean. Because black feels like the traditional easy choice. The silver just feels cleaner. The cars look incredible. I love how little cameo or Easter egg type thing in the last movie, the newest one, No Time to Die. They have the OG, I don't know what year that is, but the OG old Aston Martin he drives. That's got all the gadgets. And then they have like three other Aston Martins. They had two newer ones and then another looks like, I don't know, maybe like 80s or 90s Aston Martin, but they are all – So sick. So sick. My favorite one's the old one. The new ones are cool. My favorite one's the old one. I mean, that vintage Aston Martin, dude, you you cannot with words, with a picture, with a video, nothing, with an object, nothing. You cannot portray someone like if if you just put up a picture of that Aston Martin, he drives and said, what do you think of? Who, who do you think the driver is? If And if I couldn't say James Bond or I didn't know what James Bond was, I'd see that picture and say someone fucking very cool. Someone that's probably incredibly badass drives that car. That's exactly what I'd say. I love the car he drives. And then you're going to take into account he's got guns, he's got oil slick, he's got smoke screen, he's got an eject button. I mean, he's got it all in there. He's got it all in there. think probably fucking bakes cookies for him too if he wanted it to just everything about the character is awesome i lo- i get that it's fake and it's ridiculous and as far as i know i guess it'd be the british government's responsibility not to let me know i would assume in their actual mi6 program there's nobody rolling around like 007 when the world's about to end they they don't have one guy that they call to do the job um i would imagine that they don't have Aston Martins that are hooked up with Gatling guns and oil slick could be wrong. Um, I, I would imagine, well, maybe they have watches that send EMPs. Like I'd imagine a lot of it's kind of, you know, embellished for the story and to make it cool. I love it though. I love it though. Like, I don't know if there are people out there that are like, damn, I wish James Bond, like they had the high budget and had the cool stunts and the explosions and shit but it was just realistic. I hope there's no one out there like that because I love the unrealism of it. I love how he's how he's invincible. <laughs> this guy, there's never, I tweeted it, there's never been a movie character, TV or movie, forget just movies, there's never been a character that's taken more of a beating, a physical just mauling without dying than James Bond. I mean, it is unbelievable how fucked up that guy's body must be at the end of the day. I can't even, I don't even know how he walks. We're an hour into the movie and I'm like, this guy can breathe still? Did the fucking, did MI6 hook him up with titanium ribs? Like he's getting his ass handed to him and he's walking around. Not only is he walking, he's like jumping on roofs, climbing shit. Like what, what's this guy made of? The vibranium. I thought that stuff. I thought that was like a separate series. I thought the Avengers, is this like a crossover? Like Wakanda saved James Bond and now he can't die? What's going on with this guy? Nobody in the history of screens, in the history of stories or production, nobody has ever been more f- just abused than 007. And he's just still kicking, still dropping witty one-liners, still pounding martinis, shaking that. Oh, he will drink them shaken, shaken, not stirred. He won't drink them stirred, bartenders out there. So don't even try. He's still, he gets his ass whooped, right? He's just dead, essentially, except he's not. And he still musters up the energy, throws on the tucks, goes to the ball, and and does a little recon. I mean, this guy just doesn't have any quitting him. He really doesn't. Nobody takes more of a punishment and just gets back up, says, bring it than James Bond. Absolutely unbelievable. But I love everything about Bond. They're fun movies. It's been a while since I'd watched one. And that movie reminded me and just gave me a hankering now where it's like, I just kind of want to run every single Bond movie that's ever been created. Just because I love, I just love the concept of it. I love the realism, but also the unrealism. Like, yeah, it could be like MI6 fucking operative secret agent, badass. Right. Like he could exist. Obviously, the amount of punishment he takes kind of unrealistic and some of the gadgets he has. But like he could exist. But it's also there's still like the fiction and the imagination in there. It's like the perfect balance. It's like Thrones. Dragons aren't fucking real or at least not anymore. But a lot of that show is very real. Right. Breaking Bad like is a guy, I guess. Breaking Bad's pretty realistic. I mean, how how long would he have been able to actually keep it a secret from Walt? I feel like not as long as he does in the show. And again, is he going to build an empire with a kid in his fucking chemistry class while his wife knows? I don't know. But all the best shows, all the best content feels like, unless it's a documentary or something, realistic circumstances, and then someone puts the imaginative twist to just make it what it is. To make it... More artistic, if that makes sense. I don't know. I fucking love Bond, though. And now that I've seen the Craig's, I haven't seen Spectre, which was probably should have done that. It's whatever, though. Now that I've seen the Craig's, I feel like I got to watch the Connery's back. I've seen one of the Connery's ridiculous movie. I kind of want to watch the Connery's back. I want to watch the Pierce Brosnan's and just see how they're all different. Just see what's changed. I would imagine, you know, I'd probably still favor the Craig's just because they're newer. Everything looks newer. The writing, I guess, just newer. But I just want to see everything. I have the taste for Bond. i have like a shark, and I've tasted 007's blood. And now I can't get enough. Now I need more blood, and I need more 007 in my life. I absolutely love Bond. I, I love the absurdity of it. It's so fucking entertaining to watch. It's entertaining to listen to him talk. The accents, everybody's got a great accent. It's awesome. What's not to love, dude? What's not to love? And that poor bastard gets, fuck, gets killed in there. It just won't die. Never dies. Drives the coolest cars. Looks at girls and they're like, oh my God, it's uncanny. Never seen a human being pull off a tuxedo like him. Never seen a human – who's the best-looking guy on the planet? Who's the best-looking guy on the planet? I don't know. who. Like Gosling, would it be like a big-time actor? It would be Tom Brady, would you say? I don't know who it is. Whoever it is, imagine them in a tux. James Bond, 10 times better looking. 10 times cooler looking. Just nobody – you know when you put on a tux or a suit and you're like, damn, I'm fucking – I'm the man. I'm feeling it. James Bond would make you look like an absolute clown. Absolute clown god i love movies they're the best all right that's all i got today everybody hope everyone has a phenomenal boond, james boond rest of your week um detroit or tomorrow check out yesterday's episode and then we'll be back here on friday talk to you then